Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, good morning and welcome. It is Monday, April 25, um, the last week of April. Uh, hopefully you've had a good April and, and a good spring so far. Well, I my, my name is Steve Durr. I'm one of our uh, reoccurring hosts on the Victory Point podcast. We're glad that you could join us today um, and hopefully all week. I am super, super excited for my guests uh, this, <laughs> this week. Um, I've been pestering them for a while to join, but sitting in front of me, um, is two of the most, my most favorite women in the world. And between the two of them, um, hopefully there'll be over 150 years or so of kingdom work from these two, uh, women that started way back in the mid 1900s <laughs> and hopefully will carry on to the, the late 2000s. Um, so you can hear their laughing in the background. I don't know if they're laughing with me or at me, but that's because both, both. <laughs> oh, a little sassy. Um, so I am so excited to introduce you to my mom, Marsha Durr, and my daughter, Lori Durr. Um, so it's kind of a three-generation thing here. I I've, I've yeah. get blessed to learn from one of, well, I learned from both of them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, my mom and my dad are some of my my kind of influential mentors in my faith over the years. And, and it's been fun to kind of help mentor Lori and hers. So anyways, without me taking up too much time, mom and Lori, would you be willing to introduce yourselves a little bit? You can go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I'm Marcia Durr, and I've been married to Steve's dad for 53 years now. Mm -hmm. And we have, I'll say, six kids. Three were naturally born to us and three that married into the family. Yeah. And 13 grandchildren and now a 14th one who married our one grandson. And they're expecting our first great-grandchild later this year. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Lived in the Holland Zealand area since 1979. And it's going to be an interesting time being here this week yeah no that's it's going to be great and um just kind of a little small world thing a couple of months ago i had kathy weingard as one of my guests and you guys both worked at holland hospital yep. for uh not necessarily together in the same shifts but kind of overlapped a little yep. bit yeah yep. so yep. um so i'm excited that, that was back in the day i'll tell you yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Lori, can you tell okay. us a little about yourself i'm Lori. um i am a sophomore at west ottawa high school um, I, um, really like doing theater and band. Um, those are like my two main hobbies that I tell everyone. Um, I play the flute in the top band at West Ottawa and it's super fun. And yeah, theater is also a big part of me and it's super fun. So yeah, yeah that's just a bit about me. Okay. And today is your first day uh, back on the job. Tell everybody where you work. Oh yeah, I um work at Dutch Village. Um, it's a seasonal thing. So the day we're recording this podcast is the our opening day, our preview day. So um, some training will go on for the new, the new recruits. So yeah, yeah very exciting. So as a proud uh, Dutch father um, who grew up here in Zealand Holland area and enjoying tulip time, I was up. It's it's great for me to see my daughter with her Dutch costume on throughout the summer. So just season. No, it's fun. And you're thrilled to wear yours when you had your first. Right. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I used to have to march to the tulip time parade, but uh, no more for that for me. So that's cool. But, well, anyways, um, so I'm excited just for this week to kind of hear um, the stories uh, from three different generations and um, and to hear stories uh, from my mother and my daughter, uh, maybe stories I'm not familiar with. So um, anyways, well, let's get started. Today we're reading 
Acts 9, 1 through 20. So, Mom, would you be willing to read that for us? I sure will. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As they neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus, and for three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias? Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on, on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Thank you very much. So, Lori, we're going to put you on the spot first. Okay. You know, so what, as Grandma read that, um, as you prepared, what kind of stood out to you? What caught your, your eye or your ear? So uh, when I was reading it, uh, verse 7 um, stood out to me um, where um, the... Uh, men traveling like saw or heard all of this the voice um and I feel like it stood out to me because I I can't imagine how they would feel um hearing this voice um but like not seeing anything oh, yeah. um but they still go and like lead saw and like they trust this mysterious voice like I would honestly think I was hearing things um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I would like question it if I were in their shoes I guess so, like I don't yeah. know that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks. Um, yeah. Just kind of thinking about, you know, yeah, but from that per their perspective, I don't often think about it from their perspective. Um, they didn't really have a clue what was going on, but yet they still yeah. did what they needed to do to help. So, so yes, yeah. mom, what about you? Oh, yeah. That's interesting because those people were with him to persecute people. Yeah. I never really thought of it that way before, but still they followed the same direction he had. Mm. I, what jumped out at me a little bit in that was, um, you know, Saul saw the bright light. And knew it commanded his respect. And he fell to the ground and he says, who are you, Lord? So mm -hmm. he knew he had to respect this Lord, whoever it was, but didn't yeah. know who he was. Mm -hmm. And um, then he was led to Damascus where he fasted and prayed for three days, waiting. You know, similar to us, we're recording this Holy Week. And yeah. I'm thinking, you know, this is the day before Easter. And it's kind of that waiting period that we as Christians are in now between Good Friday 
and Easter Sunday morning yeah. and not really knowing. He had no clue what was going to happen. And those and the people then, even though Jesus had talked to him about it, didn't know either. Yeah. But Ananias, on the other hand, immediately knew it was his Lord calling out to him. Mm. But he was very hesitant and he delayed acting and he, he tried to argue a little bit, you know, say, why are you asking me to go see this dude? He's out killing all of us. Yeah. <laughs> or not, not killing them, but wanting to bring them into to captivity into Jerusalem. Mm. But then he finally went and, you know, obeyed and they connected yeah. up later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, oftentimes when I read the story, I think about Saul and his conversion and, um, you know, why God picked him. Um, but then, you know, as I was preparing this, the story of Ananias too struck uh, me a little bit more than it normally does. Just um, I have to imagine the faith that took Ananias here. Um, he's hearing about or God's calling him to go to, to help this person who's known for persecuting Christians. It's kind of like, you know, God saying, hey, go to this mass murderer and tell him about me, you know, and, you know, he's a mass murderer because he likes to kill you. And I'd be afraid, you know, yeah. and so for Ananias to do that. But, you know, finally he said, okay, um, this is what God's calling me to do. So just the faith it took um, for Ananias to do that. Um, and I think sometimes we are called um, on a journey our, on our own, to, like Saul was called to do something, but oftentimes I think maybe God calls us like Ananias to help facilitate somebody else's journey. Um, and so we have to be uh, open to that call as well. Um, why do you guys, and I'm putting you on the spot, why do you guys think that God picked Saul, this person who was like most fervently um, persecuting um, Christians? And why, why do you think God and Jesus would have picked Saul? I feel like um god well he had a plan for Saul like he um knew that i mean he would turn into this disciple um mm -hmm. and i mean that's what god does he um just like leads us to follow him so mm -hmm. yeah i feel like he just had a plan for Saul so yeah okay mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and the impact of his testimony lately would be huge because he was known for being absolutely opposed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to yeah. the followers of Christ and was persecuting them, as we've talked about. Yeah. And, you know, the impact that would have on people on both sides who would mm -hmm. realize later, this is that guy who was doing yeah. this and now mm -hmm. look at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To see that drastic change. Yeah. Um, I think, I, you know, I've often talked about that as well, but what struck me this time was just, you know, how passionate Saul was in his pursuit of persecuting Christians, right? Um, you know, going all over, you know, getting permission to go to other cities and, and arrest them and stuff. And, you know, he would need that same passionate tenacity in spreading the gospel. Um, you know, Paul later was one of the main person that brought the good news to the Gentiles. Um, so breaking out of the, the Jewish world um, and bringing the, the good news to the Gentiles. And so I think part of God needed somebody who was passionate. And it just spoke to me that God will use our gifts, even if they don't appear to be spiritual gifts, more kind of secular gifts. Um, so that, you know, reminds us that we should use whatever gifts God has given us um, in, in kingdom work as well. So um, anything else that as you guys read through this, I think so. I think, you know, how much we can be like Ananias sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. really, Lord, you're asking me to do this or reach out to that person yeah. and do what? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, sure. It's really me you're talking to. You know, yeah. it's, it's sometimes hard to realize that, like you said, God can use our gifts or whatever we may not even see. Yeah. 
as yeah. gifts to accomplish his purposes that we don't even recognize it sometimes. Yeah. I think we can be, uh, I can be at least judgmental of people. It's like, well, this person, you know, why would you want to use that person? They're not good. Right. You know, like, and I say, this, this guy's persecuting you. So, um, one other, one last thing that just kind of touched, uh, spoke to me at the, the end of it says, um, so God calls Saul, um, and then Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus, and at once he began to preach in the synagogues. So um, Paul wasn't, or Saul wasn't necessarily completely ready to do what God wanted him to do. I mean, he was very fervent in his beliefs and had a lot of um, biblical knowledge, but his, the first thing he does, he went and learned from the disciples and then went out, and it, it didn't take him that long, but um, I think sometimes God will call us to things that we're not necessarily prepared for specifically, but he'll use our previous strengths in our life to help us with that. Um, so sometimes we're afraid or we're hesitant to respond to God's call because we don't feel like we're ready. We're not prepared. Mm-hmm. We, and that's okay. You know, uh, when Jesus calls, he'll give us what we need um, as we venture out into that call. So cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Any any thoughts you want to leave with our um, listeners or any challenges for them as we close out? No. 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 Okay. No. <laughs> All right. No, that's great. Um, so, well, let's just kind of wrap up then by saying that as you go throughout your day, listeners, know that God is calling you to a greater purpose. Um, it could be like, like Saul, he's calling you to go out and preach the good news and to be kind of the front lines. Um, or it could be um, like Ananias, where he's calling you to go out and support somebody else, um, somebody else who he's calling uh, into uh, great work. So whether you're on the front lines or you're that support position, just know that he can use you and will use you. Uh, if you don't feel like you're prepared yet, God will give you what you need when the time comes. So just as you go out there, out throughout, as you go throughout your day, just be uh, listening and waiting for God's call in your life. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.